0: Thanks for downloading this podcast.
1: It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used
0: in any form without permission.
2: Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Lamont or visiting Radiolamon.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio.
0: Well good evening everybody and it is evening here, full darkness as it has been for a wee while. A sunset just before six o'clock here and we've got the added excitement of uh, quite heavy rain here. Air temperature 13 Celsius, 17 on the track and it's wet. I mean it's standing water wet in places so no doubts it will be the Michelin wet weather tyres for a scheduled two-hour session uh, in the darkness for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Raw before the 24. It's the fifth and final practice session before qualifying tomorrow afternoon. We've got that for you live in sound and vision, whether you're in the States or further afield. Uh, No blocks or breaks, uninterrupted coverage for that, but for now we'll see how many takers we get in this two-hour session. And we're live, trackside, looking down on a pretty damp Detourner International Speedway here on IMSA Radio. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Let's immediately head down to sheer Adam, who's braving the weather and the. Uh, All you need to know about how wet it is out there at the moment is that Shea has got her um, Canada-branded umbrella hat on at the moment, and that only comes out in relatively extreme conditions.
3: Yes, because it felt a little bit too uh, dangerous having the hood up and not being able to have the full variation of head rotation, but uh, right now I am staring at Kevin Estra and the Volt lighting, uh, that would be the Volt Racing number 77 with Wright Motorsport Porsche. The pit box, hmm still empty. So Cheer. I'm guessing that Cheer. the crew members are having trouble getting down to the car.
0: I can hear the rain falling on your umbrella hat. Oh, no way. I can. Hang oh on. Oh, gosh. Don't speak. Don't speak. Yeah, definitely can hear that.
3: <laughs> See, I come with my own effects. Yes, you do. Yeah, it's, it's quite something to have watched all of the uh, drivers trying to scramble down on the back of golf carts to not get their boots wet, to make it to their pit box, to then try and climb into the cars. The, the truth is, John, there is so much rain falling that even if you're just stepping from behind the wall, over the wall, into the car, your boots are going to be wet and you're going to need a microfiber cloth to dry them off again. The insides, the windshields are fogging up. It is going to be a big learning curve for everyone, particularly since we are all closed cockpit cars running uh, the Rolex 24 this year.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I have to say that uh, I will be very surprised if we don't have at least uh, one or two cars that are struggling with de-misting on the inside. Uh, Share for the moment, we'll say thank you to you. We have got some cars out on the circuit and uh, actually what's that seven eight nine cars out on the track going around and Jeremy Shaw has joined us uh, for the first time happy new year Mr. Shaw how are you you need to hit that button now that's you Ah, right oh Gosh, that's
4: new. Yes, yeah, new. Of, new. All sorts of trickery. At, yeah, trickery and frippery. Yeah. Thanks for having me up here, and uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. There's, you say there's sort of maybe what, eight or nine cars out on the racetrack. Another, almost twenty on the pit lane at the moment. So, the the, I think probably the majority of, of cars will be going out at some stage during this session. Uh, the weather forecast for next weekend looks yeah, reasonably good but certainly it's not as if there's no chance of rain uh, it's florida week, ch- jeremy ex- uh, uh, that was, was going to be my, <laughs> my next point i mean it changes so rapidly here yes it does, and, uh, and yes, it j- does. just look at the weather forecast over the next seven to ten days there's a h- daytime highs various varying from sort of low 80s to uh low 60s basically so 20 degree differentials and you know, i think one day it was 69 one day, 79 the next and 69 again the next day, so big temperature variations and there's always the threat of rain here as well. So uh, it really was, uh, I think, smart for any of the teams really to take some sort of opportunity to find out how these cars are working in rain conditions around Daytona International Speedway, even though most of them have... Most of them have experienced that
0: here in the past, most of the teams. yeah. But then there are new teams here and certainly a lot of new drivers. Yeah, and some new cars in the shape of the GTPs as well. We'll talk about that in a moment. Shea has uh, found her way down to Iron Lynx and the Iron Dames. Rahel Frey, who we had on Midweek Motorsport towards the end of last year. What a year it was for Rahel and the rest of the Dames. Great to have them, Shay, in a Lamborghini here as the allegiance has changed from Deborah Mayer's j- team
3: for Rahel, this is actually familiar territory, having raced a Lamborghini at the Rolex 24 a couple of years ago. So Rahel, how similar is the Evo 2 to the Evo that you drove the last time you were here?
1: It's pretty similar. Uh, We are thrilled to be back here again with Lamborghini. Um, Definitely, it's a new challenge. Still, yes, it is a new car, although it's similar to to the previous version. Uh, We still have to learn a a lot of new things, but uh, we are willing to do so, and uh, we we can't wait to, to get the real action started. Is it helpful that you have three bulls in the ring this time, as it were? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it's always, uh, it's always a positive aspect. Uh, as you know, we have chosen to come over with a pink car. Uh, we drive in pink suits, so we definitely want to uh, bring some more pink over over here. I had a pink undershirt on yesterday
3: for you guys. Um, We're looking at a full endurance championship for you guys. So Sebring, Watkins Glen, and Petit Le Mans as well. Is this the one that you want to declare your intent
1: of how competitive you are though? Is this one almost the most important one? I mean, it's the first one. So a first is always a very important one to get it started right. That's the most important. Um, So, yes, I would say if we can get this done successfully, then this is already a very nice start into the new season, and from there we can build on. Not a lot of running planned for tonight, or are you guys ignoring the fact that it's raining? We try to ignore that one because we simply need uh, more track time. So, yeah, we keep running. Well, good luck uh, not only today, tomorrow in qualifying too. Thank you very much.
0: Rahel Frey and Shea Adam down in the pit lane, hello to Tom Marshallek in Warren, Ohio, been listening in all day today, we've done over 12 hours or getting on for 12 hours by the time this session ends, uh, Shank Racing, they're going to stay in the garage for a little while, so far the 60 Acura ARX06 Jeremy's topped every single Session and I think it's been accurate first and second in each session as well.
4: It might have been but each time It's it's, it's been close, hasn't it all the way through oh, yes. and uh, look at the times and uh, to be honest I've been focusing somewhat on the, uh, the 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 new VP Racing Challenge, which we're covering also on Peacock Uh for this week for the first time that new series So I haven't really paid that as much attention as I might have l- liked to do to the Tech sports car sessions But uh, it's certainly interesting to see I think I think in the in the session earlier on this afternoon, all nine cars were covered by only just a little bit over a second, a second. weren't they? Yeah,
0: Yeah, and eight of the line was six tenths. Yeah, yeah just just yeah. on seven tenths actually. Yeah, it was.
4: It, so so that bodes really really well. And fast lap times as well. I mean, we expect them to go a good bit quicker. I think in qualifying tomorrow, um, and they're already with this new breed of cars they were within you know, a second or so of the fastest times from last year so i think that bodes really really well i've seen a few of the drivers and all of them uh, have said how much they're enjoying the challenge of driving these cars because uh, they are fast they're, they're a bit heavier than the older breed obviously of gpi cars uh, for various reasons but they are a real challenge to drive and a lot of fun to drive as well
0: uh, yes uh, look at the fastest
4: time of all in this session is Andy Lally once again. Tell you what, that uh, uh, Magnus Racing, Aston Martins, that's been quick every session as well, hasn't it, in GTD? Yeah, um, the
0: Astons, uh, the Astons have been quick, um, uh, whether it's just a a, a function of the setup of the car uh, or, you know, the teams involved. Uh, TGM, who've transitioned to Aston Martins, uh, they've got Tom Furrier, TF, Sport running their car and and that car's been, I think at least a couple of times, has been the fastest of all of the GTs. In fact, there's not one session yet that has been headed by a GT Pro car in terms of the GT. We've said this before, there's no reason why that shouldn't happen because the cars run to the same BOP uh, and the same specification. But that, I, I find that ec- exceptional. It does make me wonder if the quote-unquote pro-factory teams are perhaps trying to hold a little bit back. Perish the thought. But um, Shea was explaining earlier on, that there's so much technology from IMSA now with different timing zones. They've got uh, a minimum of 12 timing z- uh, loops around the circuit that they can look at. To look at lap times to see what people are doing. They've got independent data loggers on all of the cars, all of the cars, not just GTD, and the computing power of a I don't know. I mean, something that could put a man on Mars next Monday, apparently. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to get away with anything uh, at the moment. Now,
4: there's a lot of talk around the paddock, as as there always is, particularly during the raw. Of, oh, you know, some teams and/or manufacturers are sandbagging; they're not showing their full. Uh, full capabilities and that could be the case but then of course yeah they could they could just be coincidentally or not uh, running most of the time on on full tanks of fuel or, or older tires or whatever it might be and the, the field is so tightly matched yes. that it, it's hard to uh, to make any any sort of, you know from our perspective uh, any real uh, you know, feeling of who is really fast no. and who isn't? But we, you know, the Aston Martin guys say, "Yeah, we're just running flat out. We, yep. Everybody else can, they can do whatever they want to do. We just want to focus on on our game plan, and that is to go see how fast this car is and how consistent
0: it can be." As the ring gets uh, even a little bit heavier, sorry, in the I, t- I tell you what, I
4: something about. Uh, I mentioned his name probably about an hour ago in the paddock area. and He says the Porsches, which has been towards the back all the way through. Um, a couple of different people said they've, they've tested alongside the Porsches. These are non-Porsche drivers, of course, has to be said. Uh, and that you know, the Porsche would be you know, reasonably, reasonably fast. Uh, and now they're all towards the back. And so, you know, two different drivers have told me so far that, well, the Porsche seems to accelerate off the corners really well. And then when you get up to sort of third or fourth gear, all of a sudden it doesn't go any further than that, any, any faster. So, I don't know. Hey, look. Uh, the, the, your point, uh, I think, is extremely well made. IMSA has so much information. They know how much fuel is on the co- bo- on board Correct. the cars at all times. They, they know how old the tyres are because exactly of the RFID, the tires are because tips, the RFID. Yeah. So, you know, th- th- you're not going to get past uh, their uh, their technical minds, I don't think.
0: The spin at the Le Mans chicane. Didn't see who it was. Just saw a set of lights in the distance. Going the wrong way.
4: Pointing the wrong way, were they?
0: The lights. Twenty-one Ferrari coming in rather slowly into the pit lane. This is the new 296 Ferrari, of course, uh, which shares the engine with the new prototype. They're both the, they're the same 2.9 V6 uh, engine, and it uh, extraordinarily design. If you're interested in the technicalities of the sport, I highly recommend race car engineering. And if you're interested in the Ferrari 296 and all the GTP cars, there's two issues that uh, one has the Ferrari on the front and one has the Porsche 963 on the front. And it's a mine of information that Ferrari 296 is an extraordinary piece of kit. We've lost Paul Loup-Chartan uh, in the number 52. That car, in fact, has just come into the pit lane. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it was just going slowly for that car. And they're, they're, it is pouring now. It is absolutely pouring. And the amount of spray that's coming up from the Michelin wet tyres, I suspect we'll see more people coming into. The Pit Lane, however, GT car going underneath us now. Is the number nineteen Lamborghini. Uh have we Well he slowed right From down as so he went across the line. That's because we have a red flag. Yeah. We have a red flag. I I suspect here, Adam, down in the pit lane, this is for track conditions. Uh, It'll help if I actually fade you up here, sorry.
3: (laughs) I was talking, but it was just to myself there. Um, I would certainly hope so. to me all the time, mate. This is miserable out here now. Uh, There's puddling on the fast lane of the pit lane, if you will, and the water is actually streaming down the banking. It is visible at this point, so uh, not good conditions for race cars. And if we were in the race at this point, I would imagine it would also go to red flag.
0: few cars... Still out on the circuit, but making their way back very slowly indeed. There's there's one of the Cayenne safety vehicles uh, is heading towards the kink, or the dog leg, on the infield. Uh, And I can tell it's one of those because of the flashing lights underneath. And we've got a few safety trucks moving around, actually. At the moment, Rob, our producer up in London for this segment, said, do these conditions sound not a million miles away from Quali in 2016 when the GT Le Mans set the fastest time of anyone? Uh, I simply recall it it might have been Nick Tandy. Um, Yes, I think it might be. Uh, We've got a Porsche prototype, the number seven, that has missed the pit in. Uh, Is Felipe Nazza behind the wheel of that car. Mathieu Ciamine in the pits in the 963.6. Track conditions confirmed from race control. Thank you to Alcamel as well for putting that out there. And, I, well, i I've still got people coming at speed off the Speedway Turn 4. That's that Lamborghini, I think, coming into the pit lane now. Yellow lights designating a GT car. How very... Oh, no, it's a darker colour than that. Sure, you'll probably see it first as it comes into the pit lane. It's the Chetelar Ferrari, actually. Yes. As it comes into the pit lane and rumbles past shape A little more green on that car this year. That's the first pit after the Rolex Arch. Well, I think... um well, I don't know. I I think if we were racing now, we would be under a safety car or a red flag. Yes, yeah, it's not quite when, as bad now as it was a minute or so yeah, ago. No, that, I it, it's really weird, isn't it? But standing water, Jeremy, that's the, the problem, yeah. isn't it? For all these cars, even GT cars nowadays, uh, they run so close to the ground. Stand and water, they just can't cope with it you effectively have the world's most expensive and powerful boogie board by the time you you're out there uh, uh, while we've got you here Jeremy and while there's nothing going on a try- atmosphere in the paddock as we start 2023 what the people that you've been you'll have talked to I know you you've been doing your, your prep for VP but you'll have talked to a few people you'll have seen a few people you haven't seen since the back end of last year what's the uh, what's the the general consensus um,
4: just uh, hugely optimistic and looking forward to excited about this new season. Mm. Uh, you know, as you talked about already, so much is new here. All sorts of new cars in in GT and of course the GT GTD GTP cars as well. Uh, so uh, you know, there's there's um, yeah a lot of a lot of excitement and, and and I think everybody knows this is going to be a super competitive race and series all the way through uh, entries yeah they've got 61 cars here there's, there's a few more that would like to have come as well but there simply wasn't isn't room on the pit lane uh that bodes well for the future uh there's uh you know, quite a few teams interestingly from Europe over the last year or so uh are looking to race more over here in the EMS Werk Sports Car Championship than they have previously done yeah that's a positive sign as well so yeah just uh, just yeah, a lot of a lot of happiness a lot of smiling faces uh, and and genuine,
0: I think, excitement for what is to come. So, red flag out on the circuit the moment for track condition. Jeremy Shaw joining me, John Haino from the Hagerty Global Broadcast Centre. We uh, don't have the benefit of any track cameras for uh, this session, or, or indeed the previous session. Uh, so, I mean, the thing is, we can see so much of the track here with a pair of decent binoculars and a bit of imagination you can make something out of it. The good news is we're next to race control. So if something happens, they tend to punch it up on a screen and we can look to the left. Uh, not running for a few cars, share Adam, including Sarah Rigby's favourites.
3: Yeah, that means all the Aston Martins are back in the garage because I saw TF Sport earlier on, uh, they had the car on the pit lane and when it started raining really hard, they decided to push it back to the garage. And I said, you guys not running? And they said, nope, we're smarter than that. Uh, <laughs> but Aston Martin not represented by Heart of Racing either. So they are back in the garage. We've got the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes just driving back to the garage now. And Faff is pushing their Porsche to drive back to the garage. So, quite a few uh, people that are mm. not participating. Oh, I see Ranger. Hang on a sec. Let me uh, come over. Hi, Ranger. I won't make you come into the rain. I'll come into the dry. But I haven't had a chat with you yet this weekend. So, uh, how's it going?
5: Well, just hanging around right now with uh, two brand new Cadillacs standing in the rain. But um, all good. I uh, I think you know it's so tricky to go out now and. I think it's right that way uh, we have a red flag there and see if it's uh, okay, but it would be nice if more cars go out so we can do a few laps, check, uh, check a bit on the car, how it's, how, it's in, how the windows, you know, if they fog up or uh, the wipers, how they work, so it's, I think it's a shakedown for the car in the rain right now.
3: Okay, how is this Cadillac developing? I mean, Heindorf saw it in the post-petite test and said it looked pretty darn good then, so it's looking pretty good now too.
5: Yeah, I think you know it's so brand new. It's so hard to judge, and I get this question a lot: like, how is it going? Um, I think you know, it's amazing to have Cadillac involved, Kinesi, um obviously with GM for the engine side, uh, Bosch people, and you know, it's it's all about getting the getting the right thing out of everyone as a group, and uh, I think that's that's a big challenge on its own, apart from the new technologies and all the all the equipment that you have to make make work together. So, um, but it's it's a it's a it's a very cool adventure and. You know, everybody is so motivated to, to make this happen and we're already here at the, big, the biggest race of the season, which, is, uh, which I think came very early for everyone. So we'll see. It's hard to, to give you a, a judgment on uh, how we're doing, but it's so far so good.
3: You've driven a many Cadillacs so far over your career. Uh, well you've been in many successful ones. Is this one climbing the list of your favorites so far? <laughs>
5: I don't know yet about that one. Yeah, no, I really like the D.P.I. It was a uh, high, um, higher downforce, lighter car, so very fast in the high speed. So, but this one is is very interesting because of all that uh, you know, the buttons on the steering wheel alone is already uh, you need to uh, have a university study to get that one done. But it's uh, it's cool. It's a uh, hybrid. Um, the engine is very sounds very very loud and very very nice. Um, so it looks very nice. It's just a new new era of motorsport and also a new era for the Cadillac. So uh, it's good.
3: You've got Mirko Schultz in the box. You're having a quick chat with him. Sorry to interrupt, by the way, Mirko. He's been doing his own racing this weekend. You're trying to give him any pointers, your old PC cohort?
5: Yeah, he thinks he can give me some advice here, but uh, <laughs> no, good. Obviously, we started in IMSI in 2013 and um, still good friends, so it's amazing to have him here on my side and uh, see him in the pit lane, seeing what we're doing here with Ganessi, so it's really cool.
3: And you've just had some pretty exciting announcements as far as your insurance company as well. What's been going on with that?
5: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. It's uh, it's, an ex- it's a challenge, and it's, uh, it's a cool challenge. I started my own business for racing insurance, so insuring race cars all over the world. Also here in the IMSA paddock, some of the race cars are insured. So it's actually funny. MDK uh, is one of the cars, and they, they wanted to put a sticker on the car, and they wanted to do another put the sticker on the side of the car, Pagona Insurance, and I asked if they could put it on the back of the car so every time I pass it, I can see it. So <laughs> There we go
3: little smile on your face every time you get to lap cars then you know this week so well you've won two Rolexes from uh, the Rolex as it is the 24 hours of Daytona the roar how important is this running how important is this night practice
5: yeah it used to be like early in the January's right that we uh, did did the roar and did the testing but um, obviously it's so close to the to the race Um, it's a different game now it's 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 really setting up the car already for race weekend Um, The conditions are not gonna be massively different because it's already next week. So the roar is important already to to start, find a bit of rhythm. We're even qualifying now, it's tomorrow, so the qualifying is gonna end up, the the result of it is how you start the race. So the roar is important. Uh, It's nice to get some extra lap because Scott obviously has a third driver but some teams have a fourth driver as well so to get some more, uh, some mileage for everyone. Because in the race weekend it's short time. You even wanna save some materials or you wanna take it kind of easy on it at least. So this is a nice way to get some extra, uh, extra kilometers in.
3: You've been on pole here before. You're going to do it again tomorrow.
5: Sepp <laughs> is our qualifier, as you know, so uh, he he will do that.
3: Give him all your good juju, then Renger. Thanks for the chat.
5: Thanks a lot. Good luck, oh, Tom.
0: Always good to hear from Renger Fantasander. Uh, hello to Blurfeind on the infield. A uh, little group picture there under their IMSA umbrella at IMSA Radio. If you want to get in touch with the typical Rolex weather, this I, I love the the stoicism of the the fans here and we've got the green light back on so Renga van der Zander filled that uh, red flag perfectly for us absolutely brilliant Uh, as the cars trickle out uh, of the pit lane um, I'm not sure what they're going to learn out there Jeremy Shaw I
4: think we only got one car on track at the moment it's Joseph Newgarden interestingly making his sports car debut this weekend in the uh, number eight Tower Motorsport Orica. That's the defending champion team from LP 2 from last year. And Joseph, uh, along with his uh, bus brother, Scott McLaughlin, making his, uh, well, not sports car debut, because he's got a lot of time in, in uh, supercars, of course, but uh, it's not the first time he's driven tri- tri- with a, a roof over his head, but I think it is the first time Joseph has done so. So uh, I think a good opportunity for Joseph to find out what these cars are like in you know, not dry conditions
0: Car's getting back up to field at speed, out goes the tower car we've got the 44 Magnus car out as well Yeah, really good interview from Cher with those two guys on Thursday if you haven't heard her uh, marathon driver interview preview show, it's on imserradio.com And you'll also find all of the sessions so far that we've covered as well. This is Super Saturday, the longest day here. Rain has eased considerably as through goes the Aston Martin uh, underneath us. Check that, through goes the number eight tower motorsport car uh, underneath us. Uh, The number 52 will be getting a drive-through for improper rear centre. I think that was a late... Uh, late decision (laughs) that they came in when the uh, red flag came out that's the PR1 Matheson machine so if they go out we'll have to come round and do a drive through The, the rain has gone from heavy to a fine mist in front of the lights here on top of the main grandstand as the clock ticks on of course, this was a two hour session, we've had half an hour of it, 27 minutes and we've seen 14 cars turn laps
4: Yeah and another half a dozen have kind of been out and come back in again or maybe even done a couple of ins and outs but uh, you're right uh, Not you know, a quarter of the field has turned a lap so
0: far What uh, looks like let me have a look down on In fact, I can see some movement down that Are we getting added to on the pit lane here?
3: We are adding. We are adding the purple snouted BMW. That would be the 24. I saw movement on the BMW wall, and oh, yeah. indeed, and it is Colton Herta behind the wheel of that car right now.
0: It looks like it's got a pair of kiss me quick sunglasses on the front <laughs> <That's> of that, <laughs> that's been to Blackpool to the illuminations and it's got a pair of purple sunglasses. It's very cool, I can't it, you know, miss that. Can no, no, Exactly, yeah. uh, listen I, I'm, 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 this, I'm not complaining about this at all because it gives, the, uh, it gives us the opportunity to to see some differences in the cars and the use of, of these thin LED or uh, fluorescent strips Uh, The guys at Vili uh, Vili Motorsport and EB Motors with their 992 Cup car at Dubai last weekend, they had it all the way from the A-pillar over the top of the car, down the back, and then up the new swan neck on the back of the the 992 Cup cars. Oh, but it wasn't just one colour. Oh, no, it was... Streaming backwards and forwards, Seriously? and it was—it's—it's it's quite dark at Dubai, and we had 13 hours and 16 minutes of darkness, uh, pretty much exactly what we'll have here at the the weekend down to the minute. You could always tell with the F1 <laughs> sports car nice. in the distance. Some very, some very uh, clever and innovative use of uh, of some of these very lightweight strips on cars, and BMW are, are working that as well looks like we have the Wins number 52 car, now this will be going out for a drive through, Pitlion's dried up really quickly really quickly from those puddles that were there, now let's see what the track is like when the uh, Wins P2 comes around Joseph Newgarden
4: by the way, his first flying lap has gone up to P2 overall in car number 8 at 2 minutes 3.174 the fastest time remains by Paul loup in that number 52 car that's just exited the pit lane at two minutes 0.357 but uh, Joseph not hanging about there and just gone purple in sector two Has uh, the uh, two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion He's coming around turn three and four on the banking now and uh, it took him no time at all did it to get up to speed in the wet conditions
0: well that's a class driver for you yeah, of isn't it and and in fairness You know, an LMP2 car and an Indy car probably have a lot more in common than people realise. They're a carbon tub car, they're a downforce car. Um, Jump into a GT car, maybe that would be a little bit different because you're going to get a lot more body roll and a lot more weight. Uh, Shay is making her way down the pit lane and has found another victim. Who have you got, Shay? I have found champion of the
3: GTD class for 2022, Roman DeAngelis. Roman, you are itching to get out on track right now, but there's nothing to be gained by going out. This is just a test session. You still want to put it all on the line and just drive a race car flat out.
6: I haven't driven in the rain in a while, and uh, I got my, my sneakers on, just walking around, hanging out. Um, I'm staying at the track, so couldn't, couldn't resist going out to watch a little bit.
3: It's a different experience when you're staying at the track versus when you're staying in a hotel as well. Talk a little bit about when you wake up and all of a sudden you're already hearing race car noises.
6: Yeah, it's not a bad not a bad alarm clock for sure. Um, definitely, I'd prefer that, but uh, no, it's great. It's, it's nice to be able to kind of hang out here and not have the commute in the morning, especially when it gets kind of busy on, on race day and stuff. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and then I get to come watch race cars at night. So.
3: You still have Ian James with you in the car for the endurance races but you've got a different full season co-driver this year. Talk a little bit about getting Marco Sorensen a three-time four-time three-time GT champion in WEC to drive with you.
6: Yeah no it's been great. Um, I was teammates in sister cars with Marco at Spa this year. Fortunately I didn't get to race. Um, My teammate had an incident early on but uh, so, so kind of knew him quite well from that and then you know, bonded quite quickly here. Um, he's a really funny and, and good guy as well as an amazing driver. So I think we're going to have a really enjoyable year together.
3: And you were out in an AMG last weekend with Heart of Racing. Still the same team, but a different brand running over in Dubai. What was that experience like?
6: Yeah, no, it was honestly great. Um, Any time that we can kind of do a race before coming to Daytona, it's a great way to start the year. Um, great way to get all the team working together and drivers and just kind of get your feet back into it. So obviously, the, the Mercedes is a very strong car, as we've seen globally with its success. So it was, a, it was a privilege to get to try another car as well, just to learn, you know, how it operates. And it's kind of kind of beneficial as well to race at IMSA and now know what the Mercedes is like and where its, its weaknesses and its, its strong points are. So
3: Very valid. Uh, all right. You've won the Sprint Championship. You've won the full season championship. Is your aim this year endurance?
6: got to win Daytona, so that's that's kind of the next one on the list that I'd obviously love to win. Um, we'll see how that goes, obviously, within the next week and a half here, but um, yeah, endurance would be great. I think that's that's the next one to tick off, as well as, as Daytona. Um, we've won the six hours of the Glen, we've won Petit, so this is one of the next ones.
3: Good luck, Roman. There's a lot of people cheering for the 27 Heart of Racing Aston Martin.
6: Thank you so much.
0: Great story. They've uh, raised... Something over, uh, I think, getting on for $8 million now for the, uh, the Children's Heart Unit at uh, Seattle and continue to do so every time they race around the world. They were having a great time in Dubai last weekend and uh, good to see. Um, we've had uh, Ian James and Alex us there before. I think that was the first time for Norman DeAngelis, but he was enjoying himself. Uh, just a, a quick note: we've got a new best time, and that belongs to Joseph Newgarden, which uh, is a one. Is that 56? 59.6. Right. So
4: two the first sub-two-minute lap, then, set by Joseph Newgarden. was is his third flying lap uh, in this car in these conditions. So that was uh, not wasting no time to get up to speed. Also improvements there in GTD, Spencer Pompelli has gone to the top a couple of uh, successively quicker laps in the number 44 magnus racing aston martin uh, two minutes one point five three five that's uh, almost two seconds quicker than simon mann who's at the wheel of number
0: 21 uh of course a ferrari just to put that into perspective by the way those times colin brown earlier on today uh, in dry conditions, in a GTP car, admittedly, turned the fastest GTP lap of the week so far. It's not a lap record yet because we haven't had a race, but that was a 135 flat. How does that compare to DPI's, Jeremy? You'll have that on your multicoloured piece of paper, won't you?
4: Yeah, the, uh, the, the lap record uh, in qualifying was actually set back in 2019 one thirty three point six. Wow, not a Average speed yeah, exactly. Average speed of one hundred thirty six point seven nine two miles now. Last year's pole position was a one thirty four point zero. That was by Tristan Vautier. So uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, quick times already uh, in this uh,
0: with this new breed of cars. So let me just check that actually, to make sure. Yeah, 1 minute 35 flat for yeah. 135.8 miles an hour. Yeah. So a second away afternoon. from
4: the pole time from last year. Uh, you know what? I'd be surprised if, if somebody didn't find at least a second tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and, and how early the GTP cars are in their development, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. There's a, there's a to coin a phrase that uh, would be said over here, there's a whole bunch of time to be found. Yeah. Um, I remember Mark Webber telling me about the development of the 919, a Porsche early on and he, he, he loved it he said look you know we're, we're dealing with technology we're integrating systems very much the same thing that's going on GTP said but the great thing is as a driver to be involved at in this level is as he described it there's a lot of low hanging fruit yeah. to grab and grab great chunks of yeah. time from your lap times and that's you know as he said look I'm a racing driver I want to go faster I want to feel like I'm doing stuff yeah. and he said it's very satisfying yeah
4: yeah yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, when you kind of make some sort of a breakthrough, uh, with these new GTP cars, it's it's almost a, dr- a breakthrough in driving style. Oh, it is. Let, let alone uh, the, the the technology of the cars itself. So it's yeah, it's there's a lot of ex- that's what I said. There's a lot of excitement in the pit lane, and Renger van der there, he was yeah, you can yeah, he was saying yeah, you know, the cars are definitely heavier than they were in the past. So it is very different driving style that these cars demand, but. Uh, that's a challenge. I saw Elio Castro Evers briefly yesterday uh, and he was saying, you know, this is it, it's a steep learning curve for him uh, to to learn how to drive these cars, how to extract the maximum potential. By the way, uh, you, jo- Joseph Nugard has now done 56s yeah. in that number eight car, still the only car sub two minutes at the moment. 156.6 for the time sport car. Uh, Nicola Lapierre. Uh, just over two minutes, two minutes point three in number
0: fifty two car, so he 's taken over now from Paul Chateau. The other thing about the driving of these GTPs this is the first time this weekend is the first time that we've properly had all the classes on track together. Yes, there's been some testing where LMP two cars have been out for comparative purposes, um, but this is the first time there's been traffic to deal with at anything like racing speeds. And for the GTP drivers, as well as for the other drivers, they're finding out where they can make passes because yeah. it's different yeah. from the DPI's. I, so I've spoken to a couple of GTD drivers who say, hey, we've got to be really careful now. When we see a GTP hoving up on us, it's not like they're going to be able to dive down the inside of us very nimbly like they... DPI's used to go because it's a lot heavier car takes a lot more stopping so we've really got to be keeping an eye on whichever side they're going on to, to make sure they've actually got by and got into position before we commit to the corner. so everybody's learning here and yeah. it, there's been remarkably few incidents in fact I don't think we've had any Cummings together um, we've had some issues with people going off the road we've had some uh, bits and pieces of issues but we've not had any comings together as yet and, and I I think that's fair play to everybody and, and let's be honest this is the first week back at school for everyone as well, isn't it? Yeah so good some point. of
4: them are still knocking the rust off. Yeah very much so. Yes, a lot, a lot of people coming here this weekend having not driven their respective cars before. Uh, she- Joseph Newgard, by the way, has just brought the Tower Motorsport car onto Pit Lane. But he has still set the fastest time and on his in lap he was purple in sectors one and two. <laughs> but did not complete that lap, so certainly more speed in that car. Yes. Nicolas Lapierre in car number 52, PR1 Matheson Motorsports entry, he's now down to a 157.7, so just about a second away from Newgarden's time. In GTD, it's uh, Maxime Martin now in the number one Paul Miller Racing BMW that goes to the top ahead of Spencer Popelli in second position, and then Kevin Estra in the number 77 uh,
0: Porsche uh, is up into the oh, third position in a, the class. A Porsche doing well in the wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maxime Martin, by the way, for stats fans, was at Dubai last weekend. He's here for Daytona and he will be at Bathurst. He, I think so far, we haven't quite had all the drivers for Bathurst, but so far, I think he's the only one who's doing do day bar. Uh, one more says Shea Adam in my ear.
3: With a large asterisk next to it because he is not yet driving in the Rolex 24 hour race. He is serving as a reserve driver this weekend but reserve drivers are not allowed in IMSA WeatherTech sports car competition so once we get to Rolex week the entry list will be set as final. Dries Van ah. is here yeah, but he's not yep. race. So if he's here does that count?
0: No, he's got a race. Yeah, then no.
1: Uh,
0: he's got to be on the entry list. I, I, he doesn't have to get in the car, but I'd I say he's got to be on the entry list. Uh, Max Martin in great uh, demand uh, as a BMW driver as he goes back to his BMW route, and he's about to improve his lap time in that Paul Miller Racing BMW M4. That's the uh, uh, car that was brand new this time last year. <laughs> in fact, actually... Paul Miller Racing didn't have a car this time last oh. year. They didn't get one till Sebring. I was talking to Chris, one of their mechanics, this morning as we were coming out of the, the hotel. Chris Brooks uh, and uh, obviously all the Brits were on the same lift at the same time. And say so we were coming down. I said, how's it going? Ah, pretty good. I said, Well, better than last year. He didn't have a car. He said, yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point. Well, <made." laughs> uh, And yeah. of course, they were the team that took the first victory. And does he improve? No, he doesn't. Nic- Nicola Lapierre the does, however, goes oh, yeah. to the
4: top at 155.4, then in kind of a 52. Uh, interestingly, on, on the lap, where, does he complete that lap? Yeah, no, he's just brought the car into the pits. Maxime Martin in the number one Port Miller Racing BMW M4 GT3. He was purple. I mean, fastest overall through the first sector on that in-lap. Wow. 28.06. It's now, it's now been improved by George Kurtz, apparently, who's shown at the wheel of car number 04. That's the Crowdstrike racing by APR, Oracle LMP2 car. Is that really George, George driving that car? If so, I'm seriously impressed.
0: Yeah, that might have been... Uh, yeah, was that purple in his class rather than... No, it wasn't. Wow. No, it was okay.
4: point, 28.0. Uh, wow. and, uh, and no, George Kurtz has just gone fast. If, I... uh, 0 for really the George?
0: Crowdstrike car, two second. It is listed as George Kurtz, who is the man behind Crowdstrike. And uh, he, oh, what an enthusiast he is, just pits that car down if it is indeed him, not seeing it would be. Lawrence Van Tok going quickly for FAF Motorsports. Hello, all the Porsches are going really well <laughs> at the moment. It is uh, Paul Miller from Magnus Racing, so that's BMW from Aston, from Porsche, from Porsche in the GTs. And Adam is watching that CrowdStrike racing car come in along pit lane.
3: Unfortunately, I think the driver ID is incorrect for this car because it is a bright yellow, orange. There's some green, some white. Uh, just getting up close to try and see
0: whose eyes, eyes it was. Oh.
3: It looks like Esteban Gutierrez, right. yeah. um, if I had to take a guess. Um, but George Kurtz mentioned the CEO and founder of CrowdStrike. He also was the CTO of McAfee at one point in his career as well, so a very accomplished computer guru.
0: We need him around more often, to be honest. I, I, I often need him to sort out my computer. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I've been having problems. <laughs> have you, you been, having issues, down, huh? been having IT issues, Jeremy? Huh? been having IT issues, I you? have, yeah.
4: I oh, can't no, send emails for no, some reason. Really
0: you're being watched that's what it is Jeremy, yes
4: yes is. yes so we've got lmp two cars at one two three four then at the moment overall number 52 fastest nicola lapierre he's still out on track in that in that car 155.083 second fastest we believe is uh, esteban gutierrez in the 04 uh, CrowdStrike car car 156.2 then in third position is joseph newgarden kind of an eight 156.6, that car's been in the pits for the last five minutes or so, but Joseph has just gone back out again, it would appear. Ryan DL now fourth fastest in kind of 18 for ERA Motorsport at 157.6, and then 158.7 for jo- uh, Job van Oetert in Car of a 35. That's another LMP2 car. That is the uh, TDS, one of the two TDS racing entries. So they're the top five overall and all in LMP2. Then the fastest of the gym. GTD cars, Spencer Pompelli remains at 158.798, Who was, was, was in the zero Z- last Z-
0: time around. Sorry, right? Jeremy. Who was in the 04 car after all that? That uh, was
4: Ben
3: Hanley. He uh, he's just jumped out of the car. Um, it was his yellow on the helmet. As the right Motorsport Porsche is being pushed behind the wall, Zachary Robichon still aboard that, but there are smiles on the faces of their mechanics, so I think they're calling it a night.
4: I think Ben Hanley says he set the fastest time so far this uh, this weekend in the LMP2 car as well, overall, I believe.
0: Was that in that last session?
4: Yeah, I Today, think so. yeah the afternoon session. Yeah, uh, It was in session four, yes, Ben Hanley won
0: 38.6. Wow. And those cars have been slowed down again uh, yeah. this year, the LMP2s. Yeah, I haven't seen the weight of
4: those cars anywhere. Have you seen them?
0: Uh, How much was added?
3: I shake go ahead. Negative. I haven't seen the weight, Jeremy. No.
0: But, no. Um, they haven't been as punitive as the uh, WEC. And Jop van Oetert behind the wheel of the 35 goes to the top. We've got a car stuck out at Turn 5. I saw some yellow lights. Car 11 I think it was. Oh, Has okay. it just continued? That car just continued? Well there was the uh, recovery vehicle light went on for a moment so that and, I, and now I can't see it so yes it must have. I happen. think I think there was a note here came up said Car 11 stopped at Turn 5 right. and it says Car 11 so continued. All right Turn ter- 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 5 being the Western hairpin. Oh, so so we are so the the weight the increased weight of the uh, LMP 2s they've taken a little bit of power um, and fuel away, but as I said, I don't think it's quite as much as what uh, the B- the WEC have done. Now, to be honest, the pace of the GTP cars being that close to the DPIs, um, I don't think any more needs to be done to those uh, P2 cars, and uh, I'm sure IMSA will keep an eye on that. The LMP2 cars have become not f- much fun to drive in WEC is what right. the uh, guys are telling me and the tyre supply there which is a sole tyre supply but different to, it's not Michelin they're being asked to produce harder tyres to do more uh, laps on and that's uh, making them even less fun to drive mm. out There, there's pretty much nothing that they can do All everything is mandated, the body kits mandate is the gear ratios are mandated so you can do a little bit with the tyre pressures a little bit with the damper session settings but that's about all not a lot of engineering going on on those yeah. the, the the fastest lap or the lap record for LMP2 was set during
4: the race last year by Paul Loup-Chateau the Frenchman mm. uh, at a one thirty-five point five for comparison purposes and, and the fastest time so
0: far this week has been a one thirty-eight. 6.35 5 during the race last year yeah. right? and we saw Colin Brown do a 35 flat earlier on in a GTP car so yeah. th- there was some adjustment required there that, that would bear that out and that's why IMSA had some Makes really sense. very competent drivers and teams running LMP2s uh, for comparative purposes at the same time as the GTP cars were being tested so again data driven what do we know about IMSA data driven we were saying this about BOP and people trying to hide performance very difficult when you've got clever people with lots of numbers in front of them Uh, fair play to the IMSA technical department and those up with uh, North Carolina who've been uh, applying their trade have we got uh, left just over an hour yes an hour and 11 minutes to go, so Jop van Eiter for TDS Racing, the number 35 car ahead of Ryan DL, who's just pitted out of second position for Aero Motorsport in the number 18 LMP2 car. PR1 Matheson just on the way back out that car, that's Alex Quinn behind the wheel, Scott McLaughlin has got into the tower motorsport car, vacated that seat by Joseph Newgarden who topped the times was the first driver under two minutes. He got down to fifty six one.
4: No, actually McLaughlin has just gone quicker. Oh, okay, so Joseph. that's Scotty's right. time, yes. is it
0: right? Yes. Good Condition's to see.
4: drying out considerably now. Yeah yeah.
0: Good to see Scott here. And uh, again had a good chat with him and Joseph on Thursday. Seems a long time Jeremy since Joseph Neargarden was sitting in my dining room as part of uh, Team USA yeah. having a, a Wednesday night uh, dinner with even and myself and uh, coming on the midweek motorsport. Who was his? Who was his cohort that year for Team USA? Connor Daly. It was Connor Daly.
4: Yeah, yeah. fifteen years ago. It'll no, be. in in, uh, in October.
0: Fifteen years, two thousand. Right, so, yes, that's right. We well, we were still at the old old house. Yes.
4: Yeah. No
0: way. Yeah.
4: Incredible, isn't it?
0: Well, you picked a decent pair there, Jeremy. That <laughs> yes, year, didn't yes. you? In fairness, yes. the, the uh, selection system for Team USA ra- worked rather <laughs> well yeah. uh, on that. Austin Sindrick is behind the wheel of Rick Ware Racing's LMP2. That's the yeah. number 51 car. Good to see the tall fella here. Uh, reigning a Daytona 500 champion yeah. for at least a, another few weeks and his car's still in the museum. be something if he could get a result for Rick Ware Racing. Yeah. lmp2 could an lmp2 car win the race next weekend i'll tell you now yes it could yes it absolutely could yeah. and no driver has ever won the 24 and the 500 in a calendar year before never yeah. before no, that would be cool he's certainly got a good
4: chance i mean they've got a great driver line up driver lineup. 51 car yeah, eric lux the bronze driver pietro Fittipaldi. devin Frin- Di francesco um uh, and Austin Sindrik. So, yeah, that's a, a stout lineup. And Austin taking no time to get up to speed. He's just done f- he's completed his fifth lap in this session, up into the top half dozen. As uh, Jörg van Eutert faster again, I think, not last time, the lap before. No, it was last time. It was a 52.7. Uh, and then, well, he's done a pair of 152.7s, which is a, a full second quicker than everybody else. Mm. Scotty McLaughlin now up into second position in number 8, 153.9. That was an for him. Then Ryan De Yell and young Alex Quinn in car number 52. I tell you, what, it's a stout field in LMP2, isn't it? Wow. Any, I reckon I,
0: any of those cars has a, I, has a legitimate chance to win this race. I... I, I I, I really like, I, I, I know that LMP2 has got a, a limited shelf life now, a, a, according to the SEO and the WEC. I, I really like still LMP2, and I think as GTP gets quicker, we might even be able to let those cars go back with a little bit more performance. Uh, well, really well indeed. Let's go down to Shea Adam, who's with James French in the pit lane.
3: James, I did homework on you because you were on my entry list, so I know all your Daytona history, all your stats, but not for the team that you're with right now. How did this drive come together? That you're with which team? Uh,
2: so I'll be with the uh, MRs GT, in the uh, the number 43 car. Um, like uh, a lot of things in racing, things tend to move pretty quickly and change. Uh, so the last last couple of days, I had the privilege to work with the uh, the Fast MV guys, uh, which are our neighbors in the pit box. So. Uh, You know, I had a great time working with them, but then, um, yeah, I got the last second opportunity to work with these guys, and it's been, so far, so good.
3: And you were already here as a spotter, in essence, and got the call up for driver. That's a hard decision. Which one do you want to do?
2: Exactly. As much as I do like to help out outside of the car, I definitely, uh, I love being inside the car as well. So, that was uh, not too hard of a decision.
3: You do a lot with historics, and that's where we like to see you on social media, posting pictures of all these awesome high downforce cars from days of old. What's it like to jump back into something modern?
2: Yeah, exactly. I've been very lucky to have the opportunity to do some uh, some coaching in the HRR stuff, and actually in the, the exact car I raced forever IMSA, in IMSA, the LMPC car. So, um, yeah, I felt right back at home in there. We did the, uh, the event here, Daytona, and Sebring, and it was an absolute blast and a really good way to stay ready for these events.
3: So MRS GT is now you and Daniel Frost, and who are your other two teammates?
2: Uh, that's actually you gotta. I'm still learning everyone's names and everything. Yeah, it's been very fresh. Uh, but
6: yeah,
2: um, we're definitely gonna do you know our best to develop the car. I know it's the first time here for these guys, and we'll be working on the setup and getting everyone up to speed. So yeah, it should be
4: uh, should be great.
3: We'll learn it uh, by race week. We'll see whose names are on the car. James, we're glad you're back.
4: Of course, thank you, thank you. So is he replacing Alex Vogel then? Do we reckon?
3: Uh, not entirely sure. I can tell you that Oliveira is still in the car, and I can tell you that Frost is still in the car, but I can't see another helmet on the stand besides James.
0: Thank you, Shane. Good to hear James French again. Qualifying uh, aficionado as well. Uh, so that that's a moving target. We, we want... Shane mentioned this beforehand. We, we've got an entry list for here that doesn't necessarily been that the same drivers will be back for the Rolex 24. It's uh, like to see all the cars here. And that's mandatory in fact. But uh, no issues for anybody today.
4: Yeah, uh, well Alex, uh, uh, the, the other drivers have all shown us completing laps in the session so far. Green, uh, de Oliveira uh, and um was the other driver she mentioned? Uh, Sebastian Alvarez. He's been out today in this yeah, session. Alvarez is, uh, yeah.
0: was finding it a bit difficult earlier on, to be honest. He had a couple uh, of uh, a couple of three offs.
4: Pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's got lots of experience in these cars, so and, and uh, not here. Uh, but uh, uh, Alex Vogel had only done four laps up until it, after, well, in, in the, two, the two days here so far. So. Uh, that was It was supposed to be his first race at this sort of level. He's driven the GT cars in the past and uh, had some success in those cars, a gentleman driver. Uh, so I'm wondering whether it's perhaps he who stepped out. And James French as a silver rated driver. Alex Vogel was the only bronze in that car alongside the three silvers, being Daniel Frost to Olivella and, and Sebastian Alvarez. But uh, it's so if they are going to replace a driver in that car, uh, it has to be somebody of, of either silver or or bronze status and uh, the uh, James French would satisfy that as a silver rated driver.
0: At IMSA Radio if you want any questions uh, answering we're coming down to halfway through this final practice session before qualifying tomorrow afternoon that will be live in sound and vision via IMSA.TV here in the US and further afield you can get it on the live video tab IMSAradio.com as well. The full schedule is at the bottom of the page so for everything we've done this weekend and st- for next week as well uh, all of the live sessions are covered there we'll have, between the live sessions we'll have feature programmes and we'll start off on Wednesday at 3 o'clock with our Midweek Motorsports special from here at Daytona, 3 o'clock at local time, that's 8 o'clock in the UK Hello to uh, Steve Price, good to have uh, your company this evening, asking about UK pictures, well there's the answer for you, free, no brakes and the whole race live for you uh, via imserradio.com on the live video tab, Josh Pearson now behind the wheel of the TDS racing car as uh, Scott McLaughlin's gone to the top of the times, that's uh very good for the Kiwi. Uh, 152.5, these times are coming down as the track dries up, Jeremy. Yeah, they are, aren't they? And uh, we're still what the fastest
4: time of these cars earlier on was it was a 38, uh, I think so. Still you know, 15 seconds or thereabouts away from dry weather times, but conditions have improved quite dramatically on the pit line, but still, we haven't seen any. We've seen a couple of GTP cars are out there. Alexander Sims has done a couple of laps in the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac Caliber 31, but that car is in the pits at the moment. Also, Marco Wittmann has turned four laps in the BMW M Hybrid V8, that's number 24. I think there's the only two GTP cars, have, oh no, I lied, Matthew Jaminet is just out on track now and has gone up into the, is the fastest of them. First one really to do a representative lap of any type. He's just completed his second lap, and that was a 154.750 for the Frenchman, Mathieu Jaminet in kind of a six.
0: Exactly halfway through this session, and I'm pleased to see we've got a decent selection of cars out on the mm. circuit. Around right about half the field, I reckon. Jeremy yeah. has, g- has gone out. Mid twenties yeah. have gone out, which yeah. is. Uh, pretty brave for some of them, but uh, we have not yet seen any representative times, in fact, any laps turned by any of the GTP cars. In fact, well,
4: just, we just talked about Jamini. Apart, uh, yeah, apart from Jamini, yes, yes, yeah, apart from right Gemini, yeah. Uh, but I think we've got 26 cars that have turned lap times wow. now, and another 1, 2, 3, 4 uh, have been kind of ins and or outs. Right, let's see if I <laughs> Hopefully. went out they came in yes um so yeah almost exactly half of the of the field there and uh scotty McLaughlin there faster again into the 51s now for the kiwi 151.960 kind of eight
0: for tower motorsport just keeping an eye through the binoculars on the 963 of Mathieu jaminet
4: just went purple in sector two
0: john and he passed traffic there as well here he comes underneath us and crosses the line now and goes to the top yeah. with a 150.896 really easy to pick out the porsche 963 because of that uh, illuminated strip between the back lights which is such a design feature of i think all the porsches now the two doors and the four doors have got it across and the suvs but they mate, have if it's their, going away from you yeah yeah yes true <laughs> enough well if it's coming towards you they have quite uh, recognizable front lights as well because they've got okay. those four front lights pretty low down on the front and in the daytime the six and the seven have uh different colored lights within those but in the time, they are both very bright white uh, but the seven of course has the black pinstripes uh, on the design whereas the six is the white pinstripes and side flashes on the car. And again, thank you to Porsche Team Penske, Porsche Penske team, uh, for making those uh, differences between the two cars. It's gone fastest again in sector one under 30 seconds for Jaminet. This was the car that had the wheel bearing problem on Friday and turned very few laps, the number six car. Mm. So still new car teething problems for all the GTPs it's going to make next weekend's race very interesting indeed Pit lane speed Pit lane speed violation for the, for the number 51 car, Jeremy, seen this already and he's already <laughs> having uh, a giggle about this, how about this plus 47 clicks, so that's going to be a stop and hold for 60 seconds 60 audience. seconds or
4: 60 minutes?
0: Well, yes <laughs> park it (laughs) Um, I I could only presume that whoever was who is driving Austin Sindrick at the the moment it's Austin Sindrick (laughs) good effort fella Um, was that a bet was it (laughs) Uh, well that's very interesting so I, I wonder if that was a release of the pit lane speed limiter too early the pit lane speed limiter is right the way around the corner just before you pop out the pit lane and I wonder if that was the case there? Seen a lot of light colours. James French uh, is still the quickest in LMP3 with a 157.3 for MRS GT racing. Yeah.
4: Didn't take uh, him long, did it? No.
0: James Vance for fast MDs at <laughs> six tenths of a second behind him. That's
4: the car he was sup- supposed to be driving, correct? Was exactly
0: it, yeah. so. That's pretty funny. Tommy Milner's just gone out again in the fastest of the GTDs. It is the Corvette ahead of Inception Racing's McLaren, the number 70 car, Shandov behind the wheel of that car now, not sure who's set the time and this is, Jeremy points out to me in my ear that this is the first time that we've had a GT Pro car fastest to the GTDs uh, so Faf Motorsport in third for Porsche and then Alessandro Balzan for Chetilar Racing, which has been Consistently the best of the Ferraris, the 47 car. Paul Miller racing BMW in third, fourth, fifth of the GTT cars. And then the Magnus racing Aston the next one through. Robert Grosjean behind the wheel of the Iron Lynx Lamborghini. And Sarah Bovi behind the wheel of the Iron Dames car with uh, the 83 car, that is, of course streaming up tomorrow for the international feed and for the u.s. audiences for the qualifying session which will set the grid for next saturday and sunday uh, She thinks it may have been defranchesco don't have De francesco behind the wheel when that car was pinged for speeding well very interesting that one. Have to come back in and uh, read a chapter. In that, in that case, book. it would have been going out. Yeah, going out. Yeah. Rather than coming in. I, I, I think. I can't imagine it would be coming in. That would be a major mistake. You could release the pit lane speed limit too early. These cars accelerate very, very quickly. I suppose you could have locked up on the way in, on the wet, and just sort of slid through and not slowed down. But. Uh, there we go. Hello to Alan Prosser, uh, thank you for the comments at IMSA Radio.
4: The penalty there this time for a person, or persons, over the wall improperly attired. Oh. That's the that car number one. 43, that's the M- MRS, GT. MRS GT, oh. Yeah, new car, of course, to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. The MRSGT team been running in IMSA uh, in the past in the Porsche Carrera Cup North America but uh, the
0: first time they've been running an uh, LP 3 car here. Yeah, talking to the pit officials earlier on and Johnny Knotts, the man at the head of that saying to us that uh, it's their job to be schooling the teams and reminding them this weekend yeah, there'll be penalties handed out but mainly what this is about is safety down on the pit lane and just reminding people of their obligations to those around them, is that another fastest lap for Mathieu Jaminet in the number
4: 6963? 148.076 now for the Frenchman, so that's uh, 3.8 seconds quicker than the best of the LMP2 cars so he's uh, throwing, throwing overhand now he's getting you know, going down some really good lap times is Jaminet
0: real talent yeah. Mathieu Jaminet I, I really think that Porsche have played a blinder in their selection of their top category drivers. So many of them have come through the various Porsche Championships and GT drivers and that's worked for them in the past. So why why change a winning formula for, for Porsche? They I've pick have picked drive drivers for this new nine sixty three program right from the start who are absolutely immersed in the Porsche way. Shit, had a, Matthew Jaminé had a, 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 an interesting IMSA debut, did he not? Do you remember, cast your mind back, I think it was 2015,
3: Circuit of the Americas, this young kid named Matthew Jaminé was given qualifying duties by, I want to say it was Allegra Motorsport for their Porsche, his first ever attempt in IMSA, and he put it on pole. It was a very impressive start. I've come all the way down to try and check on these GTPs because we've been wondering if we're going to see them. I see headlights Whoa! and I hear engine noises. Even more impressive, Wayland Engineering is rolling out of their garage for the number 31 Cadillac. And there's headlights and they're facing the pit lane. They're intent to come out to the pit lane. That would be the pink one. Meyer Shank Racing is going to be coming out to the pits as well to play. So one of the actors is going to live.
0: They cannot surely fail to want to sweep the top spot in all of the five sessions. Have you met them? Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. There's not a chance that they aren't going to go for that. Exactly. They have to do it. And let's see.
3: Let's see which helmet has been given the duty of go out there and go as fast as you can and put us to P1. Calibre. Who was their star last year? Oh. Tom Blomqvist. Blomqvist, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Wait well, for it and you'll be able to hear him fire up or not. No, you, you won't just... hear it
0: fire it up. You'll hear, the, you'll hear <laughs> the whine of a motor.
3: You might hear the splash of the tires as it True. drives
0: away. One of the things that. Took me an age to get used to driving an electric racing car was the noise of stones hitting the bottom of it.
4: Because that's all you can hear.
0: Driving electric Nissan a few years ago. Has it started yet? Has it gone?
3: Nope, nope. They're pushing Tom into the pit box, so they're going to wait a couple moments more, perhaps give everybody an opportunity to get on top of this awesome new Shank pit box. It really is the coolest pit box I've ever seen in my life, Tom. They've built a double layer. That goes in two different directions. So when it goes out in one way, it goes back the other with computer screens aplenty. And it's just, it, shit, it's really cool.
0: But shit, does it have a frappe machine?
3: No, but uh, you know what? If I asked them, I'm sure they would put one in. Yes, Ralph absolutely.
0: probably would. Ralph is very accommodating. <laughs> yeah. At Nibs Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, looks like we're going to have uh, an interesting last 50 minutes with one or two of the GTP cars Uh I was going to say making noises to come out, but, of course, they don't. They go out under electric power, so they're extremely quiet. Kirkhoff behind the wheel of the Inception Racing McLaren, number 70, uh, just picking up a bit of pace. He is the fastest GTD car, and he's splitting now Corvette and Faf Motorsports, and he's about to go fastest GTD car when he comes round this time. Let's watch for the McLaren as it comes out of... Wow. Uh, turn, Speedway turn four. There he goes. In fact, he's gone through. What was his time? No, he did not. Go fraction. fastest, as by an absolute fraction. 158.104 for Tommy Milner's Corvette. 158.119 uh, for Kirkhofer and Inception Racing. So, yes, that is getting much closer. Indeed. Shit, Adam. Oh, I was just saying, I'll give you something
3: rare. Made my mic up. It was the sound of the Cadillac GTP car idling in its pit box because of course we don't get to hear that once they get moving and they just had the engine turn off. So, okay. unfortunately uh, we missed that shot. Sorry, everyone.
0: I think we are going to see some GTP action. Thank you, shit. Down in the pit lane. Uh, hope we do I don't think the GTPs have had any meaningful not any IMSA meaningful running, I, I know there's been some private testing well, Porsche have racked up the most miles, they were the car they were the manufacturer that had their car on track earliest and in fact they did quite a lot of the early proving work for the battery and hybrid system on behalf of the other manufacturers and then passed on the information um, Mathieu Jaminet going quicker again as the track dries up Shit, am I right in seeing that these tyres don't come out of allocation uh, for the GTPs uh, and uh, the Uh, for the 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 race week allocation
3: they don't come out of any allocation for any of the classes wet weather tires are filtered, but wet weather tires also there's a limit to how many you can purchase over the course of the weekend so while there's no allocation set there is a limit to what michelin brings to the track
0: yeah Uh, yeah and, and, and you can't block blocked by them to stop other people getting them that's (laughs) the idea, that would be
3: brilliant
0: well well, that's where my mind went straight away, yes I want to buy some wet tyres, how many, all of them Uh, Okay, fine and now Marvin Kirchhoff goes to the top of GTD and 10th position uh, overall Jeremy in that McLaren 720 SGT3 from inception,
4: yes splitting the two LMP3 cars there, they've only had two LMP3 cars in this session Daniel Frost from Singapore, fastest in the MRS GT car number 43, 157.3. Uh, Kirko for there, 157.6. Uh, and as I say that, Antonio Surivali, young Canadian driver, goes slightly quicker than him in the LMP3 car. That is car number 87. That is uh, the Fast MD entry so those two have been some kind of changing positions haven't they a couple of indie lights drivers there the daniel Frost and antonio servalli Seravalli uh, just got the late caller. he was the late call up relatively late call up to that car uh replacing um james french who was originally listed coming into this weekend so yeah some changes there the new fastest time there matthew jamini improves <laughs> again 147 as you were saying there john hyndall wow. 147 7.295 for him, also improvement uh, in the best of the Lp 2 cars, Ryan to Yale now to the top of that little pack in the Eremers, what kind of 18, 151.284 for the Scotsman.
0: And do I see an Englishman down at Porsche, the man from the county of Bedfordshire? Getting ready. Is that Nick Tandy that's getting suited and booted, Chip?
3: There's no better inspiration to go faster than by telling (laughs) them the track is drying out and your teammate is up next. Show us what you can do.
0: Oh, if you're here at the tracks, take a step back. Tandy's about (laughs) to go out. Oh, car coming into the pit lane with no headlights on at all. That's the A.O. Porsche, the one in the uh, tribute. They are on. Swap shop colours.
3: That's the uh, the way that the that Porsches that. come down the pit lane, John.
0: Oh, so they've just got the, the four uh, running lights on. Correct. There.
3: And yeah. there's blue in those headlights to yeah. let you know what Porsche it is. Yeah. And it's a darker blue than the one we see for Faf. Uh, not Faf, right, although that one is blue as well. Um, but yes, each one of the Porsches has a different color in their headlights.
0: I saw good at Jeanette on uh, Wednesday afternoon, was it? Might have been Thursday with the original swap shop car. There was a photo ah. shoot with both of them, and of course, PJ Hyatt owns that uh, original 935, um, and that's why that car's in that uh, particular colorway. Yeah, and Gunner to Jeanette's father Cruise ran chief. the car, yeah, yeah, and uh, I still think looks after it to be honest. Well, he sure well, we said the other day, yeah. I, I have a strong suspicion that Gunnar told me once that the first car he ever raced was a uh, 935 um, (laughs) (laughs) remarkably which makes things a little bit different from you know my outing in a Ford Fiesta (laughs) Um, uh, I'm talking to Sheena Monk about that so what was your first race car Sheena? Oh no that was the Lamborghini C for Trofeo was it? Oh right yeah excellent (laughs) things have changed uh, thank you for your tweets on at IMSA Radio. We've got about uh, 43 minutes left to go. Uh, it looks like Antonio Serra is going quicker lane. again. Sorry,
4: Jeremy. Yeah, people, Durrani just left the pit lane and showing us out lap there for number ah. 31, the Wheelan Engineering Cadillac.
0: Congratulations to people who has had an addition to the family. A nice uh, baby daughter. And they're a driver who can count backwards from nine you see born in the off season well done people on so many uh levels of that share
3: adam we have a driver who can almost count backwards from nine as well who's uh eagerly awaiting the birth of first child that would be andrea called and hello to dakota who's back home she is due the day after the Rolex, so Andrea told me he will not be here for the end of the race. He'll already be on a plane flying back home. Congratulations to them, though. Their first child—it's very exciting.
4: Germany has brought the number six uh, Penske Porsche onto the pit lane, having set the fastest time of one forty-six point three seven zero. Ryan Deul has just improved again. And the fastest of the LMP2 cars. That's the Euromotorsport can of
0: 18, 150.756. Did Cerevali improve last time around yes. as well? He looked like he was going to. Yes, yes he, he did. did. Yeah. So up to eighth position for the best of the LMP3s. And it is the Duquesne, by the way. It's a really good battle between the LMP3s here in IMSA competition, the different manufacturers. Duquesne and... Uh, Ligier. to ni Norma, of course. Out goes the...
4: The new fastest time in GTD Pro as well, Jules gugnon oh. uh, Has just completed five laps in number 79, WeatherTech Racing, Mercedes. And he goes to the top in GTD Pro... At 158.0, but uh, John Huntoff was talking a few minutes ago about Marvin K- uh, Kirkhofer in the uh, inception racing car number 70. That's the McLaren 720S GT3. Good bit quicker at 157.3. That's the team that won last year's uh, Michelin Endurance Championship in GTD.
0: Yes, they know how to deliver, don't they? Yeah. They really do. So, Cher, uh, did, did. Uh, Nick Tandy get into, is he getting into the, uh, the number
3: six Porsche? have to admit, John, I walked away. I walked okay. down toward the other end of the pit lane. I'm now noticing who's practicing certain things. Brake changes going on. It'll surprise no one that Corvette Racing
0: well, is practicing theirs. Well, it's not just the fact that they're practicing them. They are changing the brakes. Yes. Of what they'll be doing Yes. Is they'll send them out and bed those brakes in, exactly. and then they'll take them off so that you've got a matched set of rotors and pads, they'll be put to one side. Um, Will they they need to do it? Yes. Yeah, and the 24-hour race, for sure. They've been doing
3: that at Le Mans for many years and here for many years as well. Um, But Corvette Racing doing it and Paul Miller Racing doing it. Those are the only teams that I've noticed so far up and down the pit lane doing brake changes. Um, As for everyone else, they still could do it during race week. We do have a lot more practice time coming up. So it's not as if this is your only opportunity to get it done, but it's just interesting that certain people are taking advantage of the track not being in prime condition to do it now.
0: Well, and of course, Jeremy, in race week, the pressure of getting a car to a qualifying setup and qualifying is taken away because we'll be doing that tomorrow. And I was never really sure about that, but I actually think, in the context of race week, that works really well. I actually think that going back to a standard qualifying session, I'm not a fan of qualifying races, uh, if I'm honest. I, I think it's uh, needlessly puts the um, pressure on the drivers and the machinery to be honest um, but I do like the idea of taking qualifying a little bit further away so you've got a big race it's 24 hours get your race engine in get everything done and work towards a car for a 24-hour race not for a 15-minute qualifying session yeah I, I, I like that move as well actually I must
4: must say and uh, like you I uh... I think it's much cleaner to have uh, just a, a, a regular, old-fashioned qualifying session. Get out there, show show what you got, rather than having a, a qualifying race. So I like this. I think you know, IMSA, though they, they love that system that they'd uh, brought in over the last couple of years, and uh, there's certainly no nothing to say that it won't be back again in the future but uh, hey I'm old school and old <laughs> yes uh, but I like it and I'm really, I'm really excited about tomorrow I'm really yeah me looking too forward to seeing how that develops
0: yeah agreed uh, and the, the short quickie sessions that IMSA have done for some times go back to the American Le bon series um, it tends to mean that people go out and give it everything and we've had some cracking battles down yeah. through the years. Not, you know, not the old one-hour qualifying session that you used to have, in Sir, mm-hmm. where half the teams wouldn't go out until 10 minutes before. Then there was a silly dash for everything. Yeah,
4: or we'll throwing new sets of tyres at the thing after mm-hmm. the session. And then we're doing again at the end. I, I, I'm right with you. I love this, this uh, short, sharp 15 minutes. Get out there, show us what you've done. Just one set of tyres. You've got to start the race on the set of tyres which you qualify. Uh, and uh, and, and get it done and uh, I know a lot of the teams in in GTP are really prioritising qualifying uh, because they're they're all they're they're all expecting to have some sort of difficulties during the race uh, and for the season long championship you want to get some points on the board Uh, and uh, there's 35 points up for grabs for the pole sitter tomorrow in each of the classes and uh, some of them are really prioritising that you get those early points on the board
0: and it's a headline And for GTP, it's the first ever. So so you you have a a great press release that goes all the way through until the race starts on Saturday. So you absolutely maximise what you can do. Now, the good news is uh, that we have another GTP car going out. Tom Blomqvist is going to try and sweep the five sessions we've had at the Raw for the number 60 Acura of MSR, Maershank Racing. Nick Tandy, by the way, was bolted in to the 963 number no. 6 Porsche. Uh, we've got it's somebody off... Out, of that, I
4: think, it? Tandy?
0: Somebody off? 80... And we had a spinner at the at the hairpin at the um, Horseshoe, National Horseshoe, which I think was the 83 car. I caught it. Really there we go 83 car continued should have just looked at the uh, (laughs) uh, at the screen Dorian Dorian Pam yep real real prospect Dorian yeah she really Ferrari challenge uh, champion has uh, already driven uh, and tested uh, prototypes shall we she was our driver of the year on the uh, motor Motorsport listeners, Paul, actually, last right? year. Her countrywoman woman, Lila Wadu, who was, uh, has come up through the Alpine programme. And I've seen race as well. She's been signed up for Ferrari.
4: Just 19 years of age, isn't she,
0: Dorian? Oh, yeah. Real prospect.
4: As you say, uh, won the Ferrari Challenge last season, becoming, uh, I think, just the second woman to win a Ferrari challenge, uh, the, the first one being two years earlier, a teammate Michelle Gassing yeah. from Denmark.
0: Shadow uh, was saying earlier on about what do you do now when a car isn't doing what you need to do? Turn it off and turn it on then do the hard reboot. And the third thing is change the steering wheel. Which cars had the chair- steering wheel change? Well,
3: I got all animated uh, on Talkback a couple moments ago because Tom Longfus left the pit box, and I said, oh, we're going to have another one out on track. Well, we were, but then he did the hard left-hand turn ah. back to cut through not where you would go through the Rolex chute to then go to the Michelin Pilot Challenge cross, but he actually drove through one of the other cut-throughs, the one by Corvette Racing, to bring him straight back into his pit box because he realized he wasn't gonna make it fully around the track. Car was not operating the way that he wanted it to, so after a couple words with the crew, they plugged in the computer to see if that would be the quickest thing, i.e. control, alt, delete, because turning it off and turning it back on did not work back <laughs> behind the wall, and now there is a new Cosworth steering wheel, in the hand of the mechanic off the left-hand side of the car and they are waiting to see if the computer says yes new steering wheel will fix this or if the computer goes i don't know what's wrong and then they'll try the new steering wheel
4: to see if it fixes it okay
0: sounds reasonable
4: people dorani kind of working his way up up the timing charts up to six overall now yeah. in the number 31 gtp Cadillac for Wheel and Engineering. 152.4 well, was his fastest lap last time around. No improvement through the first sector this time. There's more cars are on track now, though, aren't there? Yeah. Than were a little while ago. We've had now 27 uh, cars that have turned a representative lap time. And uh, just three more that have been outs and ins. Kevin
0: Simpson taking out the tower. Motorsports number eight, Pietro Fittipaldi behind the wheel yeah. of the number 51 Rick Ware racing both LMP2 Oricas there Julian Canal for Africa. AF Corsa sorry Jeremy
4: yeah pretty P- just improved that car's yeah. time 51.9, as you say there 4th fastest overall 3rd in LMP2
0: uh shit. um yes are the GTPs the Acura GTPs in their pit boxes
3: uh one singular Acura GTP of Myrotech racing is in its box. Right. The Acura of WTR, W-A-A, uh, is back in the garage, up on the high stands, two, three, four mechanics working on it, but that yeah. looks pretty standard as a teardown for the night. The sound you're hearing is the Acura engine from the pink one, that would be the 60 MSR Acura, uh, the one with the Series XM uh, branding on the tail fin. As the car sounds like it's running well, they're putting a new battery in the Milwaukee blower to actually uh, keep the air moving through the front right intake because that Milwaukee battery had had a little bit too much work done for it today. Um, And they are still with the car plugged in and still with another steering wheel in hand. I can peer into the garages and see, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry about the number 10 because the 01 and the 02 Cadillacs from Cadillac Racing are in exactly the same state as the 10. So that looks like a very standard end of night kind of procedure. I can also see another one of the cars. Hang on, let me dive off a little bit so I can get closer. I think that's one of the Porsches that's up on the very high, high stands. Uh, no, it's a BMW. So, yeah, the, this is sort of the traditional, we're going to put you to bed now, tuck them in, say goodnight process for the GTP cars.
0: Thank you. Just heard a, a whistling car going underneath us uh, that I've been hearing a couple of times. And I'm delighted to say that Macchiara has uh, cleaned that up for you. It's the new Porsches, apparently. They whistle as they you hear the whistle as they're coming towards you, bizarrely, the 992. GT3Rs. So that's something. Don't quite have the bark of the old uh, GTs. And the uh, GT3RSRs, of course, as the rain begins to fall again. With just on half an hour still to go in this session. We've had uh, getting on for half the field out there. Plenty of people decided not to give it a go tonight. Let's see how Nick Tandy gets on. What was his first lap? Did a uh, where's his last lap? was last okay. time around Against a forty six three, which is the best for that car.
4: Yeah, it's, really, it's, really good it's starting it's to rain.
0: There. That will not uh, please Mr. Tandy see if there's any improvements coming through Uh, Pietro Filippaldi improved again last time around it's now within 0.018 of a second of Tower Motorsport so that's the number 51 and the number 8 we're talking about respectively 8 second and uh, 51 third in LMP2 and third and fourth overall with just one of the GTPs so far, having put in decent lap times, people Durrani has pitted in the action express run wheel and engineering number 31 Cadillac in its traditional colors, of course. Oh,
4: there's more it's a 31 car,
0: yeah, back of the pit there. There's more,
4: more, more black in there, isn't there? Isn't it? It's been just red and white, is not it? Last, yes, yes.
0: The, the rear, uh, it, they've yeah. gone to, um. All the Cadillacs yes. have sort of gone to a similar design. Yes. So the Wheeling car is still red and white on the front, but it has dark hindquarters Whereas the two Chip Ganassi-run cars, um, it's yellow at the front for the one, on. um, yeah. and uh, blue at the front for the number two. Yeah, and it's a, is it a gold.
4: Is it gold or yellow or not? It's, anyway, those, it's those, very yellow. Those actually. three colours yeah. are the colors that are used in the in the correct. Cadillac logo aren't correct me, so. exactly exactly yeah. right Jeremy exactly yeah, it's, cool, it's a cool.
0: very pretty blue on the front yes. of the number two um, really uh, interesting really interesting that they've done that and, and that that wheel and engineering have uh, adapted as, as you rightly say Jeremy Their very well known livery to uh, replicate the back end of, uh, of the cars, of the, what well, effectively are the, the works cars. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, Cadillac's made, made a big point,
4: haven't they, throughout this GTP era, the beginnings of this GTP era, that their teams are very much working together rather than yes. against each other. Uh, and much more, I think, information sharing going on there than has been uh, habitually the case between
0: the teams from
4: Cadillac Racing.
0: Yeah. Um, also, just uh, picking up on a little bit more news that's been coming out this week. No um, accurate, no more Acura customer cars for the foreseeable future. So it'll just be the two ARX or sixes. Acura wanting to get uh, those dialed in and making sure everything's okay for their two partner teams of MSR and. Taylor, Andretti Autosport. How about that for a marriage of two giants in American motorsport? Andretti Autosport got a lot on their plate at the moment, haven't they? Everything that they've been doing, they. What are they not involved in? Well, that's yes, exactly. That's that's a very good point. Or, or interested in getting involved in this? Well, that's right. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't be given a Formula One franchise. Absolutely not. I've got a car stopped at turn two. Uh, let's see if we can spot that. Oh, spun across the road, actually. It's a prototype. And it is. He tries to focus the binos and is it entirely the wrong way. Going into reverse. Christian Rasmussen, is at cover 18? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing, of course. I'm looking at the uh, illuminated number panel rather than the illuminated position panel rather than the car itself. It's the sunburst car so that's the 88 isn't it? It is going again now. At oh, yes. the select reverse gear.
4: Yeah.
0: It's the EF uh, Corset car. Alan Prosser says, what the Porsche's whistle as they're coming towards you like a car with root bar roof bars and a ladder <laughs> on it. Yeah, I think some of the Porsche teams might think that uh, that's their handicap at the moment, actually. If you take the roof box off it, honestly, it'll go much faster. Uh, Very good. Uh, I've noticed that whistling, says Blurfeet, who knows his Porsches. when they are launching out of the horseshoes on the infield. Brand new car, of course, for 2023, that Porsche. Look, it's a 911, and it looks like a 911, but very little is the same not even the engine uh, this time, engine's been taken out to almost 4.2 litres normally aspirated flat 6 of course it's a new body shell, driver's been repositioned, new aero engine and gearbox tilted quite significantly so that they can get uh, more aero under the back, diffuser under the back they haven't changed the engine and gearbox round like they did in the RSR. What they've done instead is tilted the engine f- front to back so that there's more room underneath the engine. That was where the Porsches always were struggling before. But as I say, that's gone out of almost 4.2 litres now, that GT3. Wider track mm-hmm. at the front and, uh, and the rear. Some other the detailed changes as well. There's a, a different... For a GT3 car, they've got the swan-neck mountings on the rear aerofoil for the first time. So a significant change to that Porsche. And I have no doubt that uh, Weissach, Porsche Motorsport, had no time off at all over Christmas and New Year because they were shelling them out like peas uh, for their global customers priority given to IMSA customers because of course we start racing next week and most of the rest of the world are a little bit later so the, uh, the IMSA cars were among the first that went out of the door great to see by the way some new teams as well yeah. involved uh, particularly Kelly Moss at Road and Race expanding their Porsche programme well done to Victoria Thomas and the rest of the team and getting a car into the big show. Yeah, what, the seven seven new cars here, aren't there for Porsche? Wow, that's a lot. And, you know, whilst Porsche have been doing that, they've been doing the Evo on the Cayman, um, they've got that new car, they've got the new 992 Cup car that they've been pushing out. We've had that for a couple of seasons here in the States, but, uh, still fulfilling orders for that around the world. So in the 911, that new shaped car now right across the motorsport spectrum. Uh, The new version of the Cayman out as well. And so they've had their hands full as well as, of course, separately also developing the 963, the prototype, uh, with the V8 engine originally in the Porsche Spyder that you'll remember from way back down the years in IMSA competition in uh, Penske and DHL yellow, that engine uh, which also saw service in the 918 hybrid road car, the uh, uh, 918 svelte low line machine that again with some Work done on it that V8 again with the capacity pushed out and with two turbos bolted onto it is what is the more power unit for the new 963. BMW did something similar with a, a V8 DTM engine with a couple of uh, turbo charges onto that engine as well, which is what has gone into the BMW GTP car which is the BMW M hybrid V8 to give it its proper nomenclature. I'm told from sources within Porsche, and this has just come in, the only things that are the same inside or out on the new 992 GT3R from the previous version, the 991.2, are the wheels. Literally everything else has changed. Steering wheel, seat, Interior, dashboard package everything else uh, and it's only the racing rims which I think are 18 inch from memory um, extraordinary and that car as I say needing to get into the hands of quite a lot of customers Ferrari, they've got an even bigger job on their hands for their new 296 rumoured to have been over 200 Orders for that car when it was ruled out 200 orders for the GT3 296 when it was ruled out at the Ferrari World Finals which also saw the debut the public debut of the 499p which we'll see in WEC competition starting at Sebring when they are part of the IMSA package and of course those two Ferrari race cars share the same engine the 2.9 V6, clever piece of uh, engineering from Ferrari, as you might imagine, down to what now, the last 20 minutes of this session, it's been interesting, I've I've got to be honest, I didn't think we'd see as many cars as we have had uh, out, Uh, Nick Tandy has pitted the GTP, but I Think better at the time. No, that was the 146.3 that Jambonier set uh, earlier on on well,
4: his 11th lap. That comes on to 21 laps. Most laps completed in this session would be 36 by the number 88 uh, LMP2
0: car. Let's see uh, the 88. Yeah, which one is that did you say the eight yeah eight air of course a car yeah, yes right. the air of course yeah, a car,
4: yeah. Yeah. A big one. and 35 laps completed by the number 44 magnus racing gtd aston martin so uh they've wasted no time 36 laps also now by matthew vasivier completes it, Well, that's that that is number 88 goal so 36 laps for the number eight car for tower motorsport as well they've had uh, I haven't seen John Ferrano driving that car this evening but Kevin Simpson is the latest having taken over from his two m- much more well-known NCT IndyCar series uh, t- teammates.
0: Yeah, but neither of those two have, uh, have won a class at Petit Le Mans, have they? And he has. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So you can claim that on them. I think we're going to get another uh, GTP car going out if it hasn't already. No, it has just gone out. Uh, engineer in the Action Express Cadillac, number 31, going back out again. People Durrani was out in that car earlier on. Jack Aitken uh, has taken that car out. He was having a great scrap yesterday uh, with... Oh, I think so it was one of the Porsches, wasn't it, yesterday? Oh, and he's got a pit lane speed violation. So he'll have to do a drive-through as he was going out.
4: Just one kilometre over. But uh, I think that car maybe already, already had a penalty, so no, no warnings there. Once mm-hmm. you've had one warning, that's it. You it's just one kilometre over you Have to come in survey serve a drive-through penalty. That's car number eight. Uh, car number, which one did you say it was? Uh, car 3-1, 31. 3-1, yeah, right, right, right. A wheeled car. Jack 18. The Englishman, who this will be his first uh, IMSA AirTex sports car race this week, ne- well, next weekend. Uh, has raced before in North America. He did some, what was then, uh, Pro Mazda uh, Winter Series a decade or so ago now. I guess it probably was a long time ago. Wow. And um, briefly considered trying to make his future over here, then decided to go back again to Europe and has done really, really well for himself. He's driven in all the uh, progression categories towards Formula One. He's tested uh, Formula One cars uh, and then, of course, last year made the switch over to sports cars as well, so really broadening his horizons.
0: Yeah, I think there comes a time in every driver's career where they have to make the assessment of, am I going to make and keep having to find a huge amount of money every year to go open wheel racing in Europe or am I actually going to get paid to go and drive? And, you know, I I realise that the the guys will want to hang on to the Formula 1 dream as long as possible, but You've got to pay the bills at the end of the day, and it's pretty simple um, arithmetic in that there are currently, um, what, 20 seats in Formula 1, about the same in IndyCar. Ooh, uh, 27 is going to be 20, I hear that, yes.
4: Full-time 27 entries, I believe. Exactly.
0: Wow. Um Whereas, even if you only had 27 cars on the grid in a sports car race, they've all got t- at least two drivers in them. So, you've doubled your chances straight away, haven't yeah. you? Uh, and she's just said about it. Yeah, that's why my homework is so much harder. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack Aitken has just served that drive-through penalty. Now he goes back on to the racetrack in that car number 31.
0: Quarter past eight in the evening, full dark, rain still falling but barely now, it's a drizzle, track is still wet though, no doubt it's wet weather conditions, still a little bit of spray coming up here and there, this track when it's this warm dries pretty quickly, it's still 61 Fahrenheit on the track, 57 in the air. It will surprise you not at all with uh, all the rain, wall, rain falling around. It's 87% humidity. Um, it's could be cooler than it's been for the last couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 15 Celsius this morning when we came in was the lowest temperatures we've seen all week in Florida. We arrived directly from the Middle East on Monday evening. Uh, so 14 degrees in the air. 16 on the track. What's that in the numbers? And that's uh, 57 in the air, 61 on the track. Okay. It's been a pretty solid... Mm. Actually, the, the, the temperatures in, in Dubai and uh, early part of this week down in Miami and then here in Daytona are very similar, actually, very pleasant. Sort of uh, dropping down to late teens Celsius about this sort of temperature overnight in the late to late 50s to early 60s Fahrenheit um, during the day 25 to 27 uh, on the Celsius scale mm. so it has been very pleasant but the, the poor guys uh, Joe Bradley and Nick Dierman went back to the UK on Monday as we were flying with the long flight the 16 and a half hour flight down to miami they went back to the uk and when joe bradley arrived at newcastle airport there was snow there was literally it was snowing there'd been a blizzard how 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 warm was it we were saying in, in dubai about about the same as it's been here so yeah, you know okay, um yeah. late 70s early 80s yeah. mid 20s fahrenheit and being very nice very pleasant didn't get too hot when i did my stint in the pit lane overnight from midnight to 3am uh, it was shorts and t-shirt weather, you, you don't have to wear the fireproofs because there's no refuelling in the pit lane, that all takes place outside of that in the 24 uh, hour series very very pleasant indeed uh, so we were perfectly acclimatised by the time we got here Shit Adam down in the pit lane with an update where are you shane i'm with magnus racing and they're uh, the 44. The mart- yeah the
3: 44 with the flashing rain light on the back now john just a, a overview assessment we've had what four competitive sessions so far today uh, prior to this one concluding would you say that magnus is doing an adequate job from the speeds that we've seen
0: uh, i i would think they would be relatively pleased yes
3: they are doing setup changes this really? is the first time i've seen someone doing an actual Honest to goodness, set-up change on their car. They had shims out. They were changing the ride height on the front of this Magnus Racing uh, Aston Martin. And Nikki Team is the driver behind oh, the wheel right now. Right. So Nikki must have gone, hmm, I think we can in, make it better. In the wet? In the wet. I think we can make it better. That's how good Nikki is. Has okay. Nikki been out yet
4: in this session? Because, Not uh, in this session. No, no okay, he, he went uh, really out earlier Oh, did he? In the, the, the afternoon. in th- the afternoon. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Quite. He was
0: quickest in the... the, the yeah, in one of the sessions earlier on today. Yeah, yeah. That's that a, car's that's been a fast all weekend. Yeah, uh, Andy, addition, Andy Lally was
4: quickest in the very first session yesterday, wasn't he? Correct. As well. Uh, Jack Aitken has just uh, improved in calibre 31. Has I'm really? sure it wasn't his first or second flying lap in that car after that, serving that drive-through penalty. 151.6. Go faster again on this lap, faster in each of the first two sectors. So we'll see where he can go, probably up to second fastest overall. Needs to
0: find a second to do that. Yep. Or thereabouts. Uh huh, um, yep. Yeah, because
4: uh, Rasmussen. Oh, Tandy's gone back out again.
0: Has Tandy gone back out again? Yeah, I yes, think he, he did has. go out. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he sneaked out. Yeah, you're One, right. F- 147 flat last time around against the car's best of a 46.3. And Jack Aiken, as Jeremy Shaw predicted. Hello. He must be tuned into 107.9. <laughs> uh, straight up to second position, uh, and he found yeah uh, one two, better part of three seconds there, didn't he? Yeah. 148.804. Where's Nick Tandy
4: on the 146.7? He did last time, around Nick Tandy? So he's not hanging
0: around, is he? Oh, he's getting down to the there. time. Yeah, just on the infield at the International Hairpin. See him through the... Oh, it just started raining again, I say through from the binos. So the rain's starting to get heavier. Well, good commitment there. Uh, on a more traditional racing line, or at least from the middle of the road, rather than right down the inside. So there's grip coming back to the rubbered-up part of the circuit... By the way, love the new timing towers at either end of the pit lane which reflect the uh, number panel colours on the cars, so if you're here at the track side and you're watching there you will be able to see that the first two, 6 and 31, are white numbers on a black background, that signifies GTP, then the next seven are on a blue background, LMP2, then we have orange background, LMP3. Red background, GTT Pro. Ah, somebody's gone back to the top of GTP Pro. That's Daniel Junqueira.
4: It was it was Jules, Jules Gudet a little Gugliel while yes, ago. Yeah. Yes, it
0: was. Yes, it was. Well remembered. Ollie Milroy in the pits, come back to it. A, a, a new helmet design, but an old hel- A new helmet and a new paint job, but an old helmet design. that He's uh, gone back to this weekend. A horrible, horrible time getting over here stuck on the M25 after an accident for four hours and missed his original flight Milroy for Ollie um, rebooked his flight and uh, did got here, oh four hours on the M25, that must have been soul destroying it can Ah. happen New fastest time overall hello, ding dong Tandy calling Ah. Yeah. 146.3, 146.3, Jack 148 148.8. So still two and a half seconds between the two GTPs that we've seen running Nick Tandy is a bit of a <laughs> Reagan Meister though isn't he yeah. and let's not forget he and Patrick Pele winning overall in the GT car at Petit Le Mans Richard uh, Richard Leitz was listed in that car but I don't think actually drove that car in the race Patrick McPele has that car oh little off track excursion for the number 47 Chetelart Ferrari at the international hairpin Jeremy will check to see who's driving that while I see if there's any lasting damage to it no it's fine Heads down to the western end of the infield. Giorgio Giotto. That's as high up as we've seen a Ferrari as well. So, with Klaus Bachler behind the wheel, or at least he was, of the uh, Faf Porsche in third in GTD Pro, and the GTD-class Ferrari, the Cetila car, in third. That is the highest we've seen either of those two manufacturers in GTD. Now for those of you who were hoping to see the MSR Accura tonight. Yeah, Adam has some news. What happens every time I start walking
3: down towards a car and start to get close to it? It disappears from its box. Unfortunately, tonight, for the 60 MSR machine, it was rolled backwards, not under Accura power, but under manpower to go back to the garage where they're going to put her in a state of undress, break it all down, make sure that it's ready for qualifying tomorrow, but no running for MSR in this night session means that it's the first time all weekend they will not be the fastest
4: car yeah was that a
0: problem that manifests itself or just decided yes. it was a problem was it right let's see which bits the go look at then stick your head in there Shere. i can do that thank you share share adam down in the pit lane and in the paddock long day for share on a feet today thank you very much for all your hard work getting on for 12 hours we've been on the air this is exactly. my happy
3: place yeah.
0: however we love being here thank you for joining us for this uh, exclusive live broadcasting on super saturday fast friday already uh, put to bed of course and we have all of the archive for that available today is uh, building as we have gone through the sessions and thanks to tim great and the team it's uh, rob tonight who has been looking after us, well into the early hours actually, back over in London. five past one in the morning. Ooh, time to watch the uh, playoffs in a little while. It's uh, Giants-Eagles coming up. Less than five, sorry, fewer than five minutes to go.
4: Jack came back in the pit lane in kind of a third. I thought going out. Just a minute or so ago, he's brought that car back into the pits. And it's gone to okay. the garage,
0: it says she. Right. Just a, a quick shout-out. Uh, there'll be a few people, I'm sure, in between stints here who were doing the iRacing Daytona 24 hours this weekend. It, it's this weekend rather than the weekend of the race for obvious uh, reasons. Just had some stats through from our colleagues at iRacing. All four time slots now underway. And that is... Uh, eighty five splits that 's eighty five different races four thousand one hundred and ninety one teams and sixteen thousand six hundred and fifty one declared drivers competing right now in the daytona I racing twenty four hours well done to them uh, for getting that on this weekend and I know a few teams uh, who are doing that actually staman is uh, in that and uh, not having any problems with disconnections although he did make it his team didn't make it into the top split i hear uh, from earlier on sheer accurate update what was the problem that took the 60 car back to the garage when we thought we were going to see it on the circuit
3: well the problem that we have john is that they heard us on the pa so they decided not to look ah. at any of the bits and instead dry the car off thoroughly before pulling the bodywork off okay. we're not going to know what's wrong with this car tonight
0: okay we'll find out tomorrow it'll be fixed i'm sure They'll want top slot tomorrow. That is the... All of the GTP manufacturers will want that... Uh, ..will want that particular headline. Another fastest lap by Nick Tandy. one forty six two zero six It's now 2.5, just over 2.5 seconds, almost 2.6 seconds ahead of Jack Aitken, who, as we've heard, is back in the... Garages. Aro Motorsport has sent out Ollie Jarvis in the number 18 LMP2. Just
4: two, I think he's had three or four out past right. laps now, perhaps. Or yeah, so I noticed his name on the uh, on the out lap, maybe four or five minutes ago. Maybe it was, and uh, he's going to turn some laps in that number 18 car. So again, I think uh, all of the pro drivers will have been out in that car during this session. I haven't seen. Uh, Dwight Merriman at the wheel, but uh, the others have all, all been out there and going very fast too. That's the car that is uh, currently fastest in LMP2, third quickest overall. It was Ryan DeYell who set that time earlier this evening.
0: LMP2 car on the overall podium next weekend? No. Question mark? No. no? No, I don't think so. No, definitely You not. think the GTPs, there'll be enough GTPs that'll yeah. do enough laps and get to the end? I don't know, I don't know what I hope Oh, are. Hang on, the handbrake's coming on here. Shaw's doing a the turn. Th- there's an
4: improvement there, You know, it's raining right now. Jordan Pepper has just shown us an improvement in the uh, third place in GTD Pro, car kind number of 63, that's one of the um, Iron Lynx Lamborghinis. Yep. 158.394 for the South African. I really rate Jordan Pepper. I, I think he's a very, very good endurance driver. And hey, by the way, I just heard from from Michael Shank Racing, uh, no no problems there. They were just doing some checks on pit launch, says Mike. Ah, so thank you, thank you, Michael. That, that's interesting,
0: that. isn't it? Because we were talking about this earlier on um, about whether IMSA will enforce the rule that the cars have to go out on electrical power. Some of the manufacturers are finding that easier than others. Um, Shea was uh, studiously standing behind and alongside cars to hear if there was any internal combustion engines. And I think, Shea, I'm right in saying that all of the manufacturers have been launching so far this week uh, on electric power only in the GTP category.
3: Yes, and solely using that for every single one of the pit launches I've stood near. And right. that has been a random variety, so I think it's safe to say they've been doing what they were supposed to.
0: Yeah, there was some consternation about whether they could all do that. Um, Porsche was saying, no, we have to do that because we don't have a starter motor. Uh, I believe they've since retrofitted a starter motor to the 963. Check the flag is out. There's only one car on track, I think, at the moment. Uh, and Ollie it is Jarvis. the number 18 machine coming round for Ollie Jarvis. Out of NASCAR 2 at the moment, onto the uh, back, sh- back straightaway. Yeah, hmm and everyone else in the
4: heading towards dryness Uh,
0: yes yes the uh, the it is it is not nice having to reprep a uh, damp racing car uh, Shea Adam is down in the pit lane final thoughts from you Shea as we wrap up tonight uh,
3: once again no damage race cars I'm very uh, pleased
0: about that and yeah. I can
3: say that now that the session is done
0: yeah very good very good. in fact we've had precious little of that it was only the uh, GR Supra in the last NPC mission pilot challenge session that uh, uh, event, uh, ended up in, uh, in the wall and despite the nasty conditions here uh, it's been a, a very very decent session Jeremy
4: yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the only major incident all weekend was probably the junior three, uh, VP Challenge car number three went off yesterday mm-hmm. at the, uh, at the, Le Mans chicane exit and did a lot of damage. Yeah, to that the hit the wall hard corner. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was a big shunt. Yeah. yeah, they had a lot of work to do overnight to get that car repaired again. And then, Bajoy Garg uh, repaid the team by putting it on pole position. And then spinning at the first corner, so it's been a and real effort. And, yes, and then he fighting back to third. he back to
0: third and taking the fastest lap of the race. Yeah. So uh, th- th- that lad's got a got a future ahead of him. He's been doing a lot of single-seater stuff, hasn't he? So yeah. needs to learn perhaps a, a little. Yeah, he's uh, learned a lot this weekend. Yeah, I bet he has. I bet he has. Thanks very much to Rob and to Tim in London, to our colleagues in Charlotte. who have had a very busy weekend already, and we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, It's a a relatively um, civilised start because we don't have anything to cover till after 10 o'clock local time tomorrow. But we will take you through all of the on-track action. And, of course, we'll be firing up the international uh, TV. The World Feed is up tomorrow. Uh, You'll also be able to see that in the US when we go qualifying uh, with these cars from the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. We'll be setting the grid tomorrow for the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona next weekend. share Adam was in the pit lane, John Heinhoff and Jeremy Shaw joining us for this session as well. Thanks to the responsible adults and to you for listening. Have a good evening. Take it easy if you're here at the track. Stay dry and make sure you stay tuned to 107.9 for all of the action tomorrow or follow along on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels via imsaradio.com. Good night. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com
1: and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.